Welcome to another episode of Find Your Model Health, the official podcast for those looking to optimize their long-term health and weight goals and understand how their body really works. I am your host. I am Shemaine Laney. I am an integrative health practitioner, nutritional therapist, certified iridologist and biohacker, and I'm very happy to have you back with me for another piece of your day. I really do appreciate you guys spending some of your time with me because time is our most valuable commodity, followed closely by our brain and learning. But I hope you find this episode informative. We're back talking about hormones today and specifically minerals and hormones uh, because I haven't seen this spoken about a lot. But before I go on, I must remind you that the information in these podcast episodes should not be taken as medical advice. It is for informational purposes only. Please consult your health practitioner before making any lifestyle changes. And before we delve in, I want to thank this week's podcast sponsor, uh, Treats by Carla, who specializes in handmade chocolates and other chocolate treats made in a dedicated gluten-free kitchen in Airdrie, Alberta. And believe me, they are delicious. Try the salted caramel. I really like the coconut chocolates and the butter rum. They're my top. My little boy loves the cookies and cream bar. So Carla has options for dairy-free and vegan customers as well. She also offers shipping and a nice discount to my clients and followers. You can reach out to her through Facebook and Instagram at Treats by Carla. Okay, let's get into this. So what we're looking at today is the importance of minerals for hormone health. Um... I I have not seen this discussed a lot across social media and even people I follow. Um, And as I have transitioned more into hormone discussions and teachings, uh, this is important because I see a lot of mineral deficiencies in my clients, especially um, not just through their symptoms, but when they do hair mineral analysis tests, you can see where the deficiencies are. And of course, blood tests. I decipher a lot of blood panels for people. Um, and minerals, we just, I think part of it is because we were scared around salt. And then there's the big scare factor around iron. Uh, so people are unsure or apprehensive about minerals but when we're looking at minerals for hormones minerals are essential now i'm not just talking about your sex hormones i'm also talking about insulin and thyroid and human growth hormone and uh, aldosterone and all the hormones minerals are essential nutrients that are required for optimal health in both men and women Mineral imbalances can lead to osteoporosis, hot flashes. Yes, I've discussed this and the connection between um, the stress response and hot flashes. Infertility, anemia, like I mentioned, which is iron and copper. Copper, very important when we're looking at or considering anemia 
Fatigue, of course, when our minerals deplete or we have a loss of electrolytes, we can feel very tired. We also need minerals within the mitochondria, especially copper, sodium, potassium, to help us make energy. So fatigue, low energy, PMS, our hormone imbalances, um, and lots of other health issues. So mineral requirements vary for women at different stages of their health, but also ages, your weight would play a part, uh, your environment, your stress level. So it's not really one size fits all, but we can have a general guideline based on the female human body. Um, but one example would be a woman during her reproductive years is more likely to have an imbalance in say iron, due to her menstrual cycle, if she's bleeding a lot, but she also has a lot of stress in her life that maybe she's not eating optimal amounts of the other nutrients that are required to help with iron utilization and metabolism like copper and zinc and then vitamin A is very important there. On the other hand, a woman that has entered menopause she may avoid iron supplementation because it could further encourage aging and the inflammatory process and that could lead to other issues. Now there's of course a variety of minerals and trace minerals and our electrolytes which are electrified minerals that are needed for optimal health. Uh, magnesium a well-known one, zinc, selenium, iodine, uh, calcium, we're just going to look at a couple here today that you really need, especially women, for optimizing your health and your hormone balance. Because um, I will, I've mentioned this in previous podcast episodes, especially the one on dark chocolate, um, how important it is for like iodine and selenium for thyroid hormones. Uh, magnesium for the adrenal horno hormones. Uh, so let's get into this. So first let's start with calcium because there's a lot of talk around calcium. So most people hear the word calcium, they think of bones. Um, it's estimated that 98% of all calcium in our body is located within our bones and teeth. Now osteoporosis affects about 55% of people over the age of 50, but of those that have been diagnosed, nearly 80% of them are women. And this, some propose, is connected to the changes in estrogen throughout our years and stress, of course, being a big factor there and influencing our hormones. Um, but also changes in diet and calcium, poor bone health, um, and Fractures, for example, are very common in women, especially as we age. And there could be many factors to that, but studies indicate that calcium um, could play a part. And calcium, when used with vitamin D, and I would add in vitamin K2 to help us put the calcium where it's supposed to go, can decrease the risk of fractures by nearly 20%. We can also increase that percentage when we add in weight training or bearing heavy loads and increasing our protein. Osteoporosis and calcium imbalances are aggravated by hormonal imbalances. 
especially in perimenopausal and menopausal women because of the changes in estrogen. Estrogen directly influences how the body uses certain minerals um, and also how the body breaks down. So calcium is one of these and calcium can be of course replenished through a supplement or through dietary factors, but it is something that is very important to our hormones and even conversion of hormones and just keeping the body healthy overall. The next one is magnesium. I talk about magnesium a lot. Magnesium is very, very important. Magnesium gets utilized in so many functions in the body right into the mitochondria to help you produce energy. Magnesium, of course, is also needed for bone health. Your bone is made up of many minerals and protein. But magnesium assists in energy production, um, especially energy production and hormones within the adrenal glands. So we're starting to think of, okay, the adrenal glands and the stress response, so cortisol and adrenaline, and then we're thinking tired and wired, stressed out, anxiety, depression, not sleeping well, insomnia, uh, also Part of that stress response is depleting magnesium from other parts of the body. So now we've got cramps, spasms, heart palpitations, twitching. Um, also, the adrenals produce DHEA too, which is our grandparent or our parent hormone. So magnesium is important there. The Journal of American College of Nutrition demonstrated significant applications involving magnesium and women's health. For pregnant women, magnesium can help delay preterm birth, prevent eclampsia or seizure activity in pregnant women that was not epileptic before conception. Preeclampsia symptoms include headaches, increased blood pressure and vision changes. Magnesium has also been shown to help in PMS, muscular cramping and spasms, and migraine headaches, and I would add adrenal resiliency and support. Magnesium is I think many people are aware that magnesium is good for you, but the benefits are outstanding when we start to look at the different aspects that magnesium helps with health and the different types of magnesium, of course. My favorites being citrate, elemental, and malate. Magnesium is very important in helping with that stress response and the adrenals, helping them be resilient. Once that stress response gets too heavy on your system or is too much of a burden now we can see and especially if it's chronic now we start to see issues with the pregnenolone steel or i've called it the progesterone or cortisol steel before where stress is basically stealing the building blocks to your sex hormones and now you start to see all your hormones plummet especially progesterone and even testosterone, and you start to have all these issues, anxiety, irritability, low libido, just not feeling like yourself, weepiness, like all these issues. And it can be traced all the way back to stress. So magnesium can really help with that. These minerals, again, are essential for not just 
hormones as we think, but also resiliency and optimizing how your body functions and deals with life. Magnesium as well, there's a lot of research around magnesium for insulin and helping with insulin resistance. Uh, magnesium taken after a meal can help with postprandial glucose, so blunting that blood sugar response. Um, so magnesium has been used a lot with chromium and other mineral. We're not going to get into that now, but magnesium has been shown to help blood sugars regulate. Um, and we still, research shows us that there is a big magnesium deficiency in most people with diabetes and that's type one and type two. So magnesium low levels associated with insulin resistance, blood sugar imbalances, cortisol, adrenaline imbalances, progesterone imbalances. Magnesium is something I think most people should be supplementing. Plus it has a load, a load of other benefits. So now let's look at um, my next two favorite. Let's go to my favorite one next. Iodine. I love iodine. I use iodine regularly, like literally twice a day. I use iodine with a lot of my clients, especially those who have maybe slower metabolism. Now, iodine strongly influences nutrient metabolism because of its effect on our overall metabolism and how our body works. There's so much research on iodine. I had an amazing conversation with Lynn Farrow last summer. She's author of The Iodine Crisis, and we went into depth on all the benefits of iodine for brain health, detoxification, metabolism, pregnancy, just so much. It's amazing. Iodine, of course, essential for our thyroid because one of the molecules that makes up thyroid hormone is iodine. The next will be tyrosine. So iodine, because of its effects on thyroid and metabolism, it then assists in detoxification, nerve activation, hormone regulation. Iodine can help create stronger hair and nail skin. Iodine can help with PMS, um, cysts, breast tenderness before a period. Um, it can help with cognitive performance. It can help with... Uh, improving the immune system. It can really help you feel good. It can help a lot with clearing up skin issues because it's helping detoxification and circulation a lot better. Um, so iodine is essential, but especially for the thyroid, because again, thyroid hormone is made up of iodine. Most people don't get a lot of iodine in their diet, especially the amount we need in our body. So we've got thyroid excuse me, iodine is one of the compounds or molecules that makes up thyroid hormone. With thyroid, when your thyroid is optimal, your hormones are generally optimal. Thyroid helps with the promotion of progesterone. Progesterone also helps to optimize, optimize thyroid. Iodine is something, again, that I use regularly, and I recommend people check out that conversation I had with Lynn Farrow. Uh, she has some great resources, and really consider, I, use, I like to use topical iodine, but... Um, with the help of iodine, we can also help to offset estrogen dominance, which a lot of women have, and we would do that by 
bringing up our progesterone, but also helping our body detoxify and break down excess estrogen in our body. Part of that is done by improving metabolism, which helps us break down fat cells. Fat cells are a storage site for excess estrogen, but also detoxification. We want to get those hormones out of the body and having a good optimal thyroid and hormone, sorry, thyroid and met metabolic function, that's also going to improve bowel function as well and can really help you get those hormones out. We do lose a lot of hormones, especially estrogen, through our poop, through having good transit time and bowel movements. And iodine can help a lot with that. And my second favorite would be selenium because selenium is a key player in thyroid hormone as well. You need selenium to activate thyroid hormone so it can attach to the receptors and actually do what it's supposed to do. Uh, selenium is most known for its antioxidant properties. It has protection against free radicals because it is somewhat of an antioxidant. Uh, again, for those of you that don't know what free radicals are, they're natural byproducts from life, from oxygen metabolism. Uh, and they've been linked to a variety of chronic conditions like heart disease, cancer, autoimmune conditions, uh, systemic inflammation. I always refer to free radicals or I use the kind of metaphor. Free radicals are like um, the balls from those um, pinball machines that when you pull it back, the ball just goes haywire and it bounces off everything and it smashes up everything and it's hitting everything in its path. That's what free radicals are like in your body. And then when we have antioxidants, they will come in, they donate an electron and they neutralize these free radicals so then they can be broken down and exported out of the body. So selenium helps to do that. Uh, selenium, again, helps to regulate thyroid hormone activity and supports immune health. The Journal of Trace Elements in Medicine and Biology reports that selenium has a strong relationship between the regulation of glutathione, one of our master antioxidants, estrogen, progesterone, follicle-stimulating hormone, luteotropic hormone, and thyroid hormone activity. People generally don't get enough selenium in their diet. Um, many of my clients will include organic Brazil nuts into their diet. Another great source is going to be salmon. But when you look at how most people eat, selenium, it's, it's not up there. It's not up there like iron would be. You'll get, yeah, you'll get a bit of selenium out of red meat, but you'll get a lot of iron out of red meat. So it's not really up there. Most people are selenium deficient, especially if they have thyroid issues or slow metabolism. And most people know if they do have either of those. Uh, the next one is going to be zinc. Zinc, super important. Zinc deficiencies are very, very common. Um, zinc deficiency can be a result of medications, birth control, alcohol consumption, of course, poor dietary habits, hormone replacement therapy, depending on what you're doing, uh, birth control again, and hormone replacement therapy, they would go hand in hand because of how they influence estrogen. Depending on what you're doing though, I must add that in. If you're only doing progesterone, that doesn't play a part here. But if it's estrogen, especially estradiol, that's where we start to see problems. 
Uh, vegetarianism and individuals with digestive imbalances can also be at risk of zinc. Zinc deficiencies actually have been connected to IBD and IBS and the notorious leaky gut, having holes in your gastrointestinal lining that allows proteins and nutrients to then seep into your bloodstream and activating autoimmune issues and symptoms. So, um, we know that zinc deficiencies have led or lead to a variety of symptoms, including, listen to me well, friends, altered smell and taste. How many people lost their taste of smell, their taste and smell with COVID? Uh, craving sweets and salty food, we can connect that to zinc deficiency and magnesium and sodium potassium. So just stay on top of all your minerals. Fatigue, brain fog, you get sick a lot. If you have a poor immune system, chances are you need some zinc. There is some research showing that tinnitus or ringing in the ears can be connected to a zinc deficiency and then poor bowel function, the IBD, like zinc is essential, works very well through the whole gastrointestinal tract and supports healing of the leaky gut. Uh, low zinc levels can lead to increased estrogen activity, estrogen dominance. When we have estrogen dominance, what happens? We see endometriosis, we see fibroids, we see horrible PMS, we see fertility issues, we see heavy, heavy painful periods. Um, so zinc can help a lot with that. And I mentioned this in the chocolate podcast episode that I did recently or it's about to be published that when you look at everything the body needs to be optimal it can if you were to just take supplements it's going to come to a lot of supplements a multivitamin is not going to do it's going to come to a lot of individual supplements but if we can get most of these nutrients from food and good quality food and we're digesting and assimilating properly that makes things a whole lot easier. Not just, oh, I'm eating well to be healthy. When you start to get granular about the PMS issues and the heavy painful periods and the people have diarrhea after every meal or gas and bloating, it can be fixed with food. Uh, zinc imbalances have also been shown to increase the effects of aging and make it harder to tolerate stress because your adrenals need zinc. It is one of these minerals that when your adrenals are under pressure, they start to burn through minerals very fast. So you have to stay on top of them. Um, one last one I'm going to discuss. I was going to discuss iron, but I'm going to discuss copper instead because I think copper is so underrated by so many people. Now, people just don't talk about copper. I know there's some practitioners that do, uh, but a lot of people are not important or aware of the importance of copper. So I had mentioned in one of my other conversations that a lot of the time when people get uh, and even earlier, I mentioned when people get diagnosed with anemia or copper or iron deficiency, it's not actually that it's the iron that's the problem. 
it's that there is a big copper issue there and a lot of this work done by a guy called Morley Robbins I'm a big fan of his goes into depth on the need for copper and even magnesium for iron to be utilized and metabolized in the body properly um, copper is essential for making sure that iron levels are optimal and also usable in the body. So when someone gets diagnosed with anemia, we really should also be looking at copper there and even vitamin A. Many of us know that copper is a highly efficient conduit. Like if we're trying to test energy anywhere or back in like, you would say high school, I would say secondary school, when we were in science and we were learning about electrical units and you always had a copper wire, or even now with grounding and grounding mats, we're using copper rods and copper wires to help us ground. Copper is highly efficient when it comes to transporting energy and generating energy and that's not just in what we think of the sockets in our house or the electrical wires outside that's literally within our cells and that's where it works hand in hand with iron as well but copper it's an essential mineral and it is a cofactor for several enzymes involved in energy production and neuropeptide activation and connective tissue synthesis and neurotransmitter, like everything where we need an electrical signal for like brain performance and energy performance and production, we need copper. So if we don't have enough copper and we're not making enough energy, what's the downstream effect to that? And how is that going to affect metabolism and estrogen detoxification? If detoxification pathways slow down, if circulation slows down, energy, thyroid, metabolism all slows down if we don't have adequate copper in the body. Also, having excess estrogen and not detoxifying them properly can also affect how copper is stored and utilized in the body as well. So copper is essential. And again, not spoke about enough. When we don't have enough copper in our diet, we can slow down all metabolic processes due to its influence on iron within the mitochondria and the red blood cells. And then when that happens, it's going to throw off all the other hormones Anxiety is going to increase, mood disorders are going to increase, then the hor sex hormone issues, PMS, low libido, like copper is very, very important. One of my favorite ways to get copper into your diet is through dark chocolate. So out of those minerals that are essential for hormones, there's lots more like potassium, sodium, manganese, very important like you should just always be focused on minerals they're so important uh, for any sort of electrical activity in the body think of energy production you need minerals but we covered excuse me calcium magnesium iodine selenium zinc copper little bit on iron obviously iron is important uh, when the red blood cells don't have enough 
um, then we can start having some issues there, especially with heavy periods, heavy uh, menstrual bleeding. You can start to notice some symptoms, but I would tell you to look at copper as well as your blood test for ferritin. Uh, really, we'd like to see tissue ferritin, but most practitioners will not test that. But regardless, mineral deficiencies can dramatically affect the hormone balance of women. Symptoms, like I mentioned, fatigue, PMS, perimenopause and menopause issues, thyroid imbalances, slower thyroid, hypothyroidism, uh, slower metabolism, slower detoxification pathways, weight gain, of course, brain fog, low, libido, low libido, uh, poor hair and skin and nails, like really poor hair, skin and nails, hot flashes, lots, lots more. If you're in the gym or if you're working out and you think, man, where's my power? I just don't have that power output that I'm used to. That could be a sign that you need some minerals or electrolytes. Um, so keeping an eye on that, look at your blood tests, of course. I love hair mineral analysis tests for looking at uh, minerals and heavy metals. And then we can come up with a plan from there. Sometimes you don't need to test. You can just look at the symptom pictures and even just get an intake of what the client or the person is eating each day. That's going to give you an indication if they're going to be mineral deficient or not. Honestly, I could say with some confidence that most people have a mineral deficiency. It's something you need to stay on top of. Your meat, animal products, look, eat whole foods, animal products, green vegetables, fruits, starches, dark chocolate, good quality sea salt. If you need to add in some supplements, um, magnesium, electrolytes, maybe calcium if you need it, zinc for immunity. Um, but I hope this episode has driven home the idea of how important minerals are for hormones and your health overall, um, but especially hormones. We could go on and on, but I try to keep these episodes short. But in all, you need minerals to support thyroid. Uh, the thyroid then helps with progesterone and the other sex hormones and offsets estrogen dominance. You need minerals to support the adrenals, especially if you have a lot of stress in your life, a lot of chronic stress, you're going to need a lot of minerals. If you want to perform in the gym, you need minerals. You need minerals to help with blood sugars. Uh, you need minerals to help with the sodium potassium pump and aldosterone and fluid retention and transport in the body. You need minerals. But if you want to support your hormones, you definitely need minerals. Okay, friends, I'm going to leave it at that. I hope you found this information helpful today. Please share with anyone you think may benefit. Please like and subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you again to this week's episode sponsor, Treats by Carla. I hope you all have a great day and I'll chat to you again soon. Bye-bye.